The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. And sometimes the amount of stories that make their way to us means that we simply can't cover everything that comes our way. But from time to time, a story just stays with me, and I feel compelled to share it with you and give you my thoughts. And now, one more thing. So today we are going to talk about student loan debt relief. Um, I know that I haven't touched on this and that this has been in the news for some time, but recently it became a little bit more important to me. And it's likely that it is important to you or someone that you care about. So we're going to make a few points. And um, we're going to start right here. Got an email from Secretary Cordova. It's titled, Lawsuits are preventing the U.S. Department of Education from implementing its one-time student loan debt relief program. It says, we are holding your approved application. Ramses, this email provides you with an update on the one-time student loan debt relief plan that President Biden and I announced on August 24th. We reviewed your application and determined that you are eligible for loan relief under the plan. Awesome. We have sent this approval on to your loan servicer. You do not need to take any further action. Sounds good so far, but I'll continue. Unfortunately, a number of lawsuits have been filed challenging the program, which have blocked our ability to discharge your debt at present. We believe strongly that the lawsuits are meritless and the Department of Justice has appealed on our behalf. Your application is complete and approved and we will discharge your approved debt if and when we prevail in court. We will update you when there are new developments. The Biden-Harris administration is committed to helping borrowers as they recover from the pandemic. Education is a great equalizer, and we will never stop fighting for you. In service, Michael A. Cardona, U.S. Secretary of Education. So, 
How did we get here? Uh, in the United States, there are 45 million people with student loan debt. That's not everyone. There's a lot of people in this country. Um, but it's important to be fair, to look at what both sides of the political aisle uh, in this country are focusing on. Uh, the Democrats feel like this move will stimulate the economy, will help people start businesses and uh, increase their spending. People can get married, buy homes, you know, all, all the above. And Republicans look at it like it's wealth distribution. And I want to be fair right here because I tend to be honest <laughs> about Republicans. Um, but the honesty that I uncover in my research doesn't paint, uh, paint the right in a particularly flattering light very often. Um, so yes, Republicans look at this like it's wealth redistribution and here's why. Um, a lot of Republicans feel like people with a college education are already wealthy. Um, one of the points that they make is that 80% of the United States doesn't have, uh, student loans, right? Um, there are other points that they make, but those are two big ones. Um, another one that they make is that it undermines the military's capacity to recruit, um, when enlistment is already low which I think doesn't really make a good case for canceling the program, and it doesn't really make a great case for the military either. But um, this is, you know, a, a party that uses fear oftentimes, and anytime you can incorporate military suffering on in, in any way, um, you, you'll get a response, especially from, you know, your conservative base. So before I continue, I want to let you know that I have quite a bit of student loan debt. Um, I have gone to school and graduated and then went back to school and graduated and then went back to school and graduated. I started at uh, a community college, Phoenix College uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, and then went on to Arizona State. And then I went back and got a master's degree. And so my student loan debt is substantial. Uh, and so this would be a welcome relief for me. You need to know that because if there are any biases in this conversation, I want to make sure that I'm being as honest as I possibly can. But I try my best not to be biased and look at it through the lens of other people, um, perhaps people that don't have as much student loan debt. And this being the Black Information Network, I think it's important to... Um, quote this statistic that I encountered, which I believe to be true. Uh, canceling up to $50,000 in student loans would immediately increase black wealth by 40%. And the reason I believe that to be true is because I know that black wealth is approximately one-tenth of white wealth, right? So eliminating student loans doesn't mean that we are now 40% as rich as white folks. It means that we have a 40% increase 
in our own uh, wealth, which still leaves a huge divide. Um, but it certainly helps kind of narrow the gap, it gives us more in the way of options, things like this. And so um, while I am a black man, uh, a measure like this, granted that was 50,000 and at present we're talking about 20,000, but a measure like this can have a, a significant impact on black wealth and uh, economic mobility. Um, but I also recognize that, you know, the conservative circles in this country are making a case for why they should, um, launch these lawsuits and attack this, this forgiveness plan. I recognize that they are doing it. I do not recognize the merits. And that's what I want to discuss. I've been very critical of Republicans um, or Republican ideology, um, Republican hypocrisy in this country uh, when it comes to a lot of different things. If you listen to the show, you recognize that it's like, hey, y'all got to get it together. You know, in theory, I would be a Republican in theory. But the hypocrisy, the glaring hypocrisy and and the fact that they manipulate the narrative so often. And there's a thin veneer sometimes of patriotism or a thin veneer of we want this to be you know, for every man, or we want small government, these sorts of things, you know, it, it doesn't stand up to any scrutiny. You know, if you really wanted small government, then why espouse the Supreme Court ruling uh, overturning Roe v. Wade? Right? Um, it, it, these are things that don't really stand up to any real scrutiny, you know? Um, in any event, when it comes to canceling student loans um, in, in, in their entirety, it would take about $300 billion to do this. Um, these are simple figures that anyone can follow. $300 billion to cancel student loans entirely. It gives this whole all a fresh start. And there are a lot of people in this country where if they themselves don't have student loans or substantial student loans, they are connected to someone who has student loans. As I mentioned, 80% of the US doesn't have student loans, but a not insignificant amount of those people can't even attend school. They're not old enough to go to college. You know, uh, a not insignificant amount of those people will never go to school. So this doesn't affect them one way or another. Um, and yes, they will have to subsidize that through their taxes or you know whatever programs are implemented to offset the cost. But we do that all the time. And I think the most glaring example in modern history of that is the fact that we spent not 300 billion, but 953 billion. That's almost a trillion dollars uh, for giving PPP loans. Um, there's uh, one example of a conservative gentleman that is, I think it explains everything. This is a gentleman named Ben Shapiro. Um, and he said in one of his tweets, I have a controversial idea about paying off student loan debt. Don't take out debt. You will likely be unable to pay off and don't ask others.
to pay off your debts, okay? So again, this is something that we find uh, in right-wing circles and conversations. You know, they feel like, don't take out the debt that you can't pay off. Don't ask others to pay off your debts, every man for himself. This is it, This tends to be kind of the way that they approach these sort of things. But this gentleman himself, Ben Shapiro, uh, took out a PPP loan, okay? Uh, the PPP loan was for $20,000, and the amount that was forgiven was $20,000 plus the interest, so just over $21,000, okay? So the hypocrisy is right there on full display. And you may be familiar with the White House when this was first attacked, the White House Twitter account, uh, going down the list and just pointing out the hypocrisy for from all the Republicans who were attacking this measure to help common people who were having a tough time, you know, who recognized that, hey, these student loans are a lot bigger than I expected them to be when I graduated and got a job and started working. The money's not moving the way I'd hoped. And the student loans are the one things that's the easiest thing for me to skip without it affecting my immediate reality. I can keep the lights on. You know what I mean? Like just a base level understanding. Now we all know, everyone across both aisles, we know that Americans are having a tough time. This seems like low hanging fruit in terms of a government program. And for these people, these wealthy people to be attacking this when they themselves are being forgiven is the epitome, the epitome of hypocrisy. Again, Ben Shapiro, uh, gives us a great example. Um, and I want to read to you what it is that they put in their motion to challenge this measure. So I'll read. This comes from the American Prospect. It says, on Monday, of course, this was many Mondays ago, but on Monday, a three-judge panel on the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals instituted an emergency injunction of President Biden's student death debt cancellation program. The verdict granted standing to sue to an alleged plaintiff, which has said publicly and in writing that it had nothing to do with the lawsuit and no relationship with the office that filed it. The ruling, in effect, turned a non-plaintiff into a plaintiff. And then I'll, I'll skip down a bit. It's the kind of decision that makes you wonder what the law is and whether it matters and what it says. But the conservative judiciary could see these same tactics used by determined plaintiffs with different priorities. This would force right-wing judges to come up with what amounts to two different legal systems, one for policies they like and another for policies they don't, eating away at the increasingly unpopular system of judicial supremacy. So, here's where we are. And these are the ghouls that you know, when we talk about folks who are manipulating the system for their benefit at the cost of everyone else, you know, we see exactly who they are. We, when we talk about the powerful elite, they don't hide themselves from us. You know, I mentioned in a recent episode that, you know, there's, there's a certain hypocrisy. Often it comes from these conservative circles, people that will attack a man like Colin Kaepernick who never violated the U.S. flag code one time and in turn never disrespected the troops or anyone who died for this country or for that flag, right? He took a silent protest by taking a knee during the national anthem to bring attention to police brutality. 
And that man was blackballed. That man lost opportunities because of the conservative, the vocal conservative circles in this country. They could not stand it. Dave Chappelle said it best, brittle spirit. Meanwhile, Brett Favre literally steals money from Mississippians on welfare. And nothing happens. He is doing his thing. No jail, no nothing. Nothing. Alive and well. No, nobody went to see him. Did nothing. And it just feels like abusing the system is fine, provided that it doesn't help the people that we don't like or that won't vote for us. And what I see is that they've given up on America as a whole um, and have started to focus on really themselves and people that they can convince that they will one day be like themselves, rich, elite, etc. And they do this at the expense of all the rest of us, myself included. Now, as always, it's not possible for me to know anything. And I like to think of this as our show. So if you have any thoughts that you'd like to share, I'm always here. Hit me at Ramses Jaw on all social media. And of course, you can use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. Let's talk about it. Let's get to the bottom of it. And of course, let's, let's move forward together. All right. We'll talk again soon. And until then, peace. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.